Yeah, we're making power moves, rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves. Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan. Welcome back rocking to the Power Moves P Mail Bag. Thank you for those five star reviews. We need to get to a thousand before the end of August, or I have to kill myself out of shame. Also, if you want to be featured on the bag, shoot anything and everything to Power Moves with Mike Burns at gmail.com. And over on patreon.com slash power moves with Mike Burns, where you can get all the After Dark episodes and the audiobook chapters. We're going to start weekly video of one of those shows once we hit 300K Money Club members. Isn't that exciting, Pop Man? Oh, it's very exciting. Because Pop Man, Jesse Pop. Hello. Garden City's finest comedian, writer, brother, and daddy, the Pop Man, is joining me once again. How's it going, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, you're doing all right. You're having oh, yeah. a day. We're having oh, a yeah. nice day. We got uh, we got some beer skis for this one because yeah. it's daytime and we're doing work. And uh, once we get past the flagship program, uh, which you heard on Thursday, uh, when we record the Tuesday P-mail bag, we think that we should get loose and conversational. Yeah, as long as you're talking into a microphone, it counts as work and you can drink beer on a Wednesday. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> That's absolutely correct. Let's kick it off with a power review. It's from a third party sent in by a daddy, but it's all the same to me. I don't give a fuck. This is a review of the Kit Kat Club in Metro Detroit, Pop. Okay. Are you familiar? The Kit Kat Club. Yeah. You lived there for a long time. How long did you live in Detroit? Detroit proper? I only lived... I lived downtown for like a year or so, but I grew up like right outside and went down. I was I worked down there a lot. Sure, my, uh, but you never heard of the Kit Kat Club. Well, what I, we're gonna learn about it. Okay, hey daddies. <laughs> about six years ago, my buddy and I were looking for a new bar around town and stumbled across this gem of a of a review. It was a bit of a hike, but this review was too good to not go and take a look. I can report back that this review is 100% spot on. The karaoke is top notch. Once saw two dudes perform Shaggy's It Wasn't Me to Perfection. Okay. Well, that's all you need. (laughs) If that's going on in the karaoke situation, the rest of it has to be dialed in. I try to make it back every time we're in the D for Christmas. Pretty sure there are at least five Carls there at all times. Really looking forward to the weekend, you guys. Daddy Drew. This is from Yelp. The review is by David P., who gives it four stars. Maybe it's the way that someone took a 1950s-era ranch-style house, partially gutted it, and turned it into a bar sitting in the middle of a neighborhood. Maybe it's the fact that this is apparently where middle-aged housewives come for the night to completely forget that their middle-aged housewives get hammered out of their minds and dance on tables and chairs like they're celebrating their 21st birthday. Pop, we need to go to this place. Yeah. This sounds dynamite. Maybe it's the whispered murmurs of the urban legend that it's named with the initials KKK because it was once a headquarters for uptight racists who like to wear bed sheets and pointy hats. Oh my god! I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe we got to cancel those plans. But... I'm I'm guessing that stopped though. Okay, I I just looked it up. It's it's in it's in it's in Macomb on like 25 mile road. So that's why I've I've never heard of it. Is that dirty? Yeah, it's just it's just a little. It's a not in Detroit. It's like north. It's not a great town, but it's it. This sounds like it's one of those houses that were turned to a bar. Have yeah, you ever like been a, to one of those? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, in, like in small towns, like we had those. Like we had former li- speakeasy or a house that gets through. Yeah, yeah. We had liquor stores and and bars that mm-hmm. were just in the middle of a neighborhood, 
sometimes not even a sign. And yeah. that's where you could buy or drink when you were under 21. We just walk in. It was just some drunk ass's house who put some coolers and then lived in the back. There was nice. one that we had by my buddy, uh, uh, PD9s and Jay's house that had uh, just all the coolers and what would be the living room. And then you could see like they had a couch and TV and they just decided, hey, we're broke. Let's turn our living room into a fucking liquor store and they would sell you anything. That's hilarious. At 16, 17, you just go in get all your money from your buddies and go in and buy a fucking car load and bring it back to a party. Yeah, in a small town, like you could probably do that for a while before like... You know, the ATF comes in there, <laughs> shuts you down. Yeah, or I think Saginaw, uh, Saginaw, Michigan's police department has other shit to do. Yeah, or you could probably just give those guys 50 bucks and they'll go away. <laughs> right. If you're not familiar with uh, the likes of like Detroit, Saginaw, Flint, etc., they don't worry about drunk driving or things of that nature. Oh, no. You can just do whatever the fuck you want as long as you're not hurting anybody. Oh, yeah. It ain't a problem. When I lived in... When I lived in Detroit, they had signs. They had a campaign of trying to get people to actually stop at the stoplights. So it was like, please, like, stop. Actually stop at the stoplights. Just everyone would just, like, no one paid attention. There's no one here. <laughs> Let's continue on. Maybe it's the morbidly obese de- karaoke DJ who strips down to a thong whenever there's a birthday in the bar. Oh Maybe it's not that a single night has passed that I haven't get roped into at least one bizarre conversation with random strangers that has me shaking my head for days afterwards. Maybe it's the old couple that's been there every time I've gone in their matching red, white, and blue patriotic as hell outfits and how the husband still sings one song to his wife of 65 years before they leave for the night that always brings the house down. This guy sounds awesome. This bar sounds great. Maybe it's the fact that I feel like I'm letting you in on my dirty little secret by telling you that I've been here more than once. Who's ashamed of that? You ashamed of going to dime bars? Mm. Maybe it's none of those things that makes me love this place. Maybe it's all of those things that makes me love this place. But I do know that the only thing I don't love about this place is that it's cash only. Well, good dive bars are always cash only. Leave the cards at home, fellas. They don't do you any good here. Hit the ATM before you go, or I guess you can use the one they have in the bar, which I'm pretty sure is from 1987 and they salvaged from a dumpster somewhere and pay the accompanying fees to do so. In my mind, this is the only negative to this place and the only thing that keeps it from being five-star. The thing is that you need to understand is if you own a little rinky-dink fucking shithole dive bar that's fantastic, it's probably cash because they're not reporting the money to the government. Yeah, or it's just also whatever... Cut they take for the you gotta pay to the companies and right like, who knows who knows yeah. but i want those places to stay open i want i want like high lifes to stay two dollars yeah. so hit the fucking atm you're still gonna save money even if they've got some bullshit charge on there like 375 for a transaction yeah, you're still saving money. you're still saving money there are some other things that others might view as negative so i'll share them and if any of these things keep you coming good you probably wouldn't have had a good time anyway It's tiny. If you're claustrophobic, by no means should you go here, ever. If you freak out when random people touch you, you should never go here. I mean random groping, because that's really just not cool anywhere. But people will run into you. It happens. And then there are those aforementioned loaded-up middle-aged housewives that are on the prowl. And, well, things happen. Hey, man, if you're a single man, you know what? Sometimes you're hungry and McDonald's is open. you got to get something to eat. (laughs) 
If people bumping you into you sends you into blind fits of rage, you should stay home and watch Roadhouse again instead of going here. Well, maybe you watch Roadhouse afterwards. Yeah, come on. We'll get, get yourself a Stouffer's and uh, watch Roadhouse. Any good night ends with Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. If you're fucking super banged up, you come home, make a frozen pizza, throw in Roadhouse for the thousandth time, it's just as good as the first time. I'll tell you what. Pain don't hurt, baby. If you love your car more than anything else in the world and the thought of a dirt parking lot with people parking randomly and haphazardly sends you into a corner rocking back and forth, uh, fucking rettle style, I guess that's something like a... Is that when you're in the, in the womb? Is that rattle fetal style? No, oh, sheet. I for sheet. I forgot how to pronounce <laughs> F's and R's. I've only had half a beer. You should not come here. I'm standing at the bar. If standing at the bar more than three minutes before you can place your drink order makes you a bug-eyed, then you should not come here. It gets crowded. The ladies behind the bar are only human. Deal with it. Yeah, you got to be patient in dive bars, man. People, there's usually like one person working. Mm-hmm. If you are not the kind of person that can stand around a cocktail table and not freak out because there are no seats available, then either get there before 8 p.m. or don't show up until after 1 because that's the way it is. Again, it gets crowded. It's tiny. If none of this freaks you out, go. Odds are better than ever that you'll have a hell of a good time. In fact, if you don't have a good time, you should probably consult your physician to ensure you're still clinically alive. I love dive bars like this, Pop, and so do you. And I think that... 90% 90% of the time, that's all we go to anymore. Yeah. I don't like cool bars. No. I like to just go where, I like to go to shitholes where you can just kind of hang out. And- right. And I think a lot of it's like, we have, if you have a wife, girlfriend, what are you going, you're not going to the bar to pick up people. Oh, and even yeah. if I was at my age, <laughs> ain't going to be nothing nice, man. Yeah. Like we have a few single friends. Like, man, we don't want to go. I don't want to go there. It's like, well, you're trying to get laid, dude. I'm not. Right. <laughs> I want to go here. You know, fucking drinks are $9 there. <laughs> fucking rail drink is 12 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll buy. I'm like, ah, still. <laughs> I don't want to. It's out of principle, man. <laughs> we, we get in fights with, about, with our friends that are single constantly about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we just want to sit. I want to go in a dark room. That's mostly empty. And play stuff we like on the jukebox. Yeah, play the jukebox. You might see... We don't want to hear Drake. <laughs> yeah. You might have some weirdos come in, some old crazy guy in you know, or whatever, and then you joke around and then you leave and it's all fine and dandy. And you leave with some cash in your pocket. Yeah, exactly. Let's move on. We got a fucking... Uh, this is a beautiful fucking uh, story that someone sent in. We always got to have something about poop on here. (laughs) (laughs) Always comes back to poop. So let's get it out of the way. Finally, my poop story. Possible power move? I'm sitting here on a boring conference call and figured this was a great time to finally send in a great story I've been wanting to tell you for a while. It's a classic case of a poop story, and I'm not sure if it was a power move or not. I need your opinions. Sorry if my writing isn't the best. I haven't told this story in years. So from 2011 to 2013, I lived in South Korea as an English teacher. It was a great time. The kids I taught were mostly hilarious. The food was so money, and the booze was cheap and always flowing. Plus, I got free rent. They paid for my flights there and back, had great and cheap insurance, and I got a nice paycheck. That sounds like a good deal, man. Yeah, I'd do that for two years. Right? Like a lot of, the older I get, stuff like that sounds fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. 
Like, hey, you want to take this job? Get the fuck out of here? Be the dream. Like, if you were like single, just go live in South Korea for t- two years and just you just know, do bounce it around. Just and, do it, man. Yeah, sink, soak it all up. That's like some Jack Reacher shit. Yep. <laughs> well, one weekend over the summer, some friends and well, one weekend over the summer, some friends and I took a trip to a city on the coast for a friend's birthday. We all booked rooms in a hostel, which was just a converted three-bedroom condo in a residential high-rise building. Space is pretty limited in the country, about two-thirds the size of Iowa or Michigan. Jesus Mm. Christ. I always forget how tiny those places are. And it's mostly mountains. So people live in high-rises of some sort. And we just happened to be staying for one of the in one for the weekend in the middle of a complex with four to five to six high rises sharing the parking lot. After a full day of hiking, a little bit of day drinking and a ton of barbecue, we decided to hit the town for a serious night of partying. Pretty standard weekend, to be honest, just in a new city. Just before we got in our taxis to go downtown, one of my friends decided to text us all the address of the building, the code to get in the front door of the building and the code to get in our hostel so we could all come home on our own if we wanted to leave early or got separated. It was a smart move. However, one of the women on our trip was newer to Korea than the rest of us. We can call her Anne (laughs) and definitely couldn't drink like we could. She realized this, though, and decided to head back early. We made sure she got in a cab and that the driver had the right address. Gotta make sure your friends get home safe, you guys. We proceeded to the party and the rest of the night, party the rest of the night, and made our way back to the hostel as the sun was rising. Again, pretty standard weekend. I wake up the next morning to a slight headache and a bunch of muffled laughter. My hangover-induced anxiety immediately put me on edge, But then some of my buddies told me to go downstairs and look outside the front door of the building. Apparently, when we sent Anne home in a cab, she got home safe but was unable to get in the building. Oh, no. I don't remember if she didn't know how the digital lock worked or if her phone died on her cab ride. Either way, when she arrived, she had to poop bad. And she did so right next to the front door of this huge high-rise building. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I'm not going to lie. It was pretty fucking big. Just one long turd curled around itself. She didn't go hide behind a bush, of which there were plenty of, and didn't try to cover it up. She didn't move it behind a bush afterwards. She just pooped and left it there and eventually got in the building. And I'm sure everyone that lived there knew it was human poop. With most people living in Korea living in small apartments, big dogs are pretty hard to find. There was no way that turd came from the typical Korean dog. (laughs) Also, she owned that shit. She didn't think that anything was weird or wrong about what she did. We asked her if if she did that, and she said, yeah, and shrugged it off. (laughs) Jesus Christ, have you ever just shit on fucking sidewalk, Pop? No. Lord willing, I'll never have to. No. But, uh, yeah. Allie, have you ever just shit in an alley? No, I mean, no, I've only shit in, like, the woods and stuff. But uh, you'd feel like, like I said, uh, if you got shit in public, you got to go hide it. Well, we talked about how uh, the war zone of downtown Los Angeles, I have seen people. I saw someone uh, three blocks from here, not even downtown, taking a shit across the street from Del Taco the oh other day. God. And she, she was by the bus stop waiting for the bus. Had her wits about her. Wasn't like a full-on crazy person. Just taking a shit by the car wash and made eye contact with me. And I just looked at her. I go, come on. What are you doing? And she just, <laughs> mm. 
Like, oh my God. you can find a better place to do that. Yeah. There's go behind the gas station that there's fucking 10 of everywhere. Just right there out in the open. What is it? A safety concern that you're going to get mugged while you're taking a shit? Yeah, you just want, you like, even when, like, even in, uh, I was in uh, Yosemite, like, a month or so ago. Like, even when you piss there, you go hide behind a rock or a tree so people don't see you. Right. It's just, uh, yeah, it's common courtesy. Now, here's the part of the story I've struggled with. In this situation, what is one supposed to do? I always thought she should have hidden it, at least as best as she, as she could have, either during or after the act of pooping. Also, is it a power move to own it? Is it a power move to say, yeah, I did it, then make no effort to clean up your mess and make some random resident of the building clean it up? It just boggles my mind that she handled the situation the way she did, especially being a guest in another country. It caused me to question everything I know to be true. Yeah, you def- that's, that's a power move, but it's a bad one. Yeah. That's a that's a negative power move. Also, in these, you go to other countries, you don't know what the fucking rules are, man. You could yeah. get your head chopped off yeah, she, for taking a shit on the sidewalk or something. For all you know, there could be a like the dude in North Korea who like vandalized the hotel and then he wound up brain dead. Yeah, he he hardly did anything. Didn't he just <laughs> steal a poster? Yeah, I think he stole a poster. Some shit. And, and they, they beat him until he was brain was fucking dead. Mm-hmm. What do you think people are gonna do when you take a shit on the <laughs> sidewalk? <laughs> Like a big one. Yeah. At least just pinch it off. Pinch the loaf. Or just go in the bushes, man. Yeah. Also, if you're a sicko like me and want to see a picture, I might just have one. Yeah, I'll take it. You, should, you might as well send it. <laughs> I could send it to if you want. I don't know. Is it even legal to send poop pics? Is it chill? For obvious reasons, please don't use my name. <laughs> really looking forward to the weekend, you guys. Oh, God, that's fucking gross. Oh, there's a P.S. You'll be hearing from my lawyer soon. A few years ago, I went to my friend's bachelor party where we rented a cabin up in Wisconsin. One of the highlights of the trip was playing spike ball in the yard and listening to Kenny Loggins playing with the boys, the song that plays during the volleyball scene in Top Gun. It was our idea first. Brooks is obsessed with spike ball. Yeah, I've seen him play. I've been in uh, I've been at Echo Park Lake and seen him playing, and I think the game looks boring. Yeah. It I'd rather like, play horseshoes. I want yeah. to. I, if I want to play a boring game, I want a boring game that doesn't have a lot of. Uh, yeah, I've seen Brooks bust that investment. out a few times, and I mean, God, God, God bless him, man. I just, I'd rather play like bocce ball or even just badminton or something. Gentlemen's games. Yeah, horseshoes, jarts. Remember lawn darts? darts? Oh, yeah, I love jarts. Like good lawn darts, like mm-hmm. the ones that you, they don't make anymore with the steel tips. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are satisfying. You get you get nice art going, but of course, you know when you're a kid, you throw them up way in the air. And oh sure, yeah. <laughs> I don't ever remember any. None of my friends got a got a jart stuck in the fucking top of their head. It's, these kids, they ruin everything for the other generations. Oh, God. It's a miracle every kid in the '80s didn't just. I almost died like seventy times. Right, but you know, I I never wore a, a bicycle helmet. No. I didn't know anyone who got fucking killed riding their bike. <laughs> no one ever got brain dead. It just it just seems like like we've gone into a different. Uh, kids aren't they? They don't have a tough head anymore. Yeah, you gotta you gotta, you gotta take some lumps. Yeah, you gotta get a few. You gotta, if you don't have CTE by the time you're seventeen, <laughs> then you're a pussy, dude. I, I probably have some brain damage. <laughs> you know what? That's just made me more creative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just giving me a different perspective on the world. Moving on. Female drunk Lansing McDonald's drive-through. Sup, daddies and lady daddies. Spider from Canada here, and of course I have to do this. One, it's McDonald's. Two, it's Lansing. 
I went to uh, school in East Lansing at Michigan State, and uh, you, you had me at that. About two years ago, I was in between jobs and had about a week to kill before starting my next venture. I saw that a band I liked was on tour this time, but not playing too close by. The closest stop was on this tour was Lansing, Michigan. This piqued my interest as boot music, booze, and a dad boner fan, because at this time, Carl was going to B's, B's Bone Marg Month. All right, all right, yeah, B's Dollar, dollar Marg Month. And those who forgot, Applebee's was selling mar- dollar margs. Well, that would have explained it if I would have just kept reading, which mm-hmm. I later found from the program that came from some weird five-gallon bucket. So I asked a few buds to tag along for the four-hour drive to see the show. Roswell Kid, a very cool rock band from West Virginia, I believe. Never heard of it. You can go ahead and check out Roswell Kid. And not that they needed much more convincing, but B's bone marks solidified a good time for a few of my friends. This was a big deal because there aren't many bees in our area, and I'm sure as anything, the Canadian bees wouldn't partake in bone marg month. <laughs> they don't have dollar dollar margaritas in, in Canada? Maybe not. Maybe it's against the rules. Canada has a lot of like really strict alcohol laws. Yeah. Like you you can't get alcohol at certain times of the day. You can only buy so much and it's taxed really heavily. Which probably for the best, but I don't want any part of that. Nah, man. So we drive about four hours, cross the border, and pull into Lansing. Each of us buy a 12-pack of light beer at cheaper American prices. We check into our value brand hotel. I love that term, value brand hotel. <laughs> and begin pounding lukewarm ones. Our fridge wasn't plugged in yet. And listening to tunes to get pumped for the night. After a pregame at the hotel, we Uber over to Applebee's. See, this is like where the story starts. This is like, I love the long, the long prose and the, the details, but I mean, you could chop those first two paragraphs, I think, yeah. down to like three sentences. So we're at Applebee's. It's just a note for uh, yeah. people sending in stories. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm just saying. You got you to kill your babies when you're editing, man. Yes, you you got to just uh, cut to the quick. Editing is the uh, most important part. Of writing. <laughs> Excitement among the four of us was real. Our server seats us, and we eagerly order a round of Buck Margs. Each of us ordered a few apps to split, then probably five or so more rounds of Margs. They're a dollar each. You could just have fucking 30 of them. My Uber order, my Uber, my, we Uber over to Max Bar, which to this day is one of the coolest dive bars I've ever been to. The show was great, but it ended early. I'm pretty sure it was a weekday, but we were here on vacation. Near our hotel was a bowling alley, so the night being young, we decided to bowl a few games and drink some more. The bowling alley served these comically large pitchers of beer at a great price. At this point, we're all feeling good. See, they could cut a lot of this out. So after a few games and beers, we leave the alley and I see it. The golden arches of McDonald's. Now, I've been drinking all night, and the bees apps are long soaked, the bees apps are long soaked up by booze. This McDonald's was a tall glass of cool water to a man about to die of thirst in the desert, and I had to have it. My friends were on board, of course, so we walked over. I go to open the door, and it's locked. I check the hours, and after 11 p.m., it was drive through only. I know from previous experience that you can't walk through a drive-thru, and me and my buds were in no shape to get behind the wheel. As I said, I needed this McDonald's. I tell the guys that I'll make it work. I tell them to wait in the parking lot, and I'll be back with some food. They didn't seem super confident in my abilities, so they hung out in the parking lot smoking cigs while I hatched my plan. I knocked on the first car window I see. Excuse me, sir, would you let me so kind as to order me and my friend some burgers as it's drive-thru only at this time? I'd be happy to pay for your troubles. 
See, I used to fucking try and walk through drive-thrus like that. And they, they, they won't, they they, won't let you. They won't, they won't let you. That sucks. They won't sell it to you. It makes no sense to me. I don't understand why. What's the fucking big deal? Because they're narcs. Yeah, that's probably what it is. More like narc Donalds. You think we could drive one of those, those lime scooters through the drive-thru? Maybe. I was going to do it at Del Taco the other day just to see. You should try it. I was going fi- to film it. It is. Uh, I mean, it's fucking street legal. I got to try it. The window shuts quickly and I'm shooed away. I'm down but not out. Next window. Same speech. The young woman behind the wheel opens the window just enough to hear me. <laughs> she looks uncertain but reluctantly agrees to do so. I slide through some ca- slide through some cash and tell her my order. The lineup is pretty long, so I figured I'd be at least 10 to 15 minutes before the food comes. I asked her if she minds if I grab a seat in the car. She stares me up and down a few times and must have cleared me as some non-psycho and told me I could come in. Let's call her Jen. Jen said I wasn't sure if I should let you in because I thought you were with those three sketchy-looking dudes dressed in all black smoking cigs over there. (laughs) This is how you get killed. Don't let anyone in your fucking car ever. Yeah, Jen, no offense to the... To the person writing this, I'm sure you're a normal guy, but uh, Jen, that's uh, you can't do that shit. <laughs> Jen's going to end up in a fucking ditch, man. Have you ever watched Forensic Files? Oh, my God. Listen to my favorite murder? <laughs> this is how you die. Never get in the fucking car. I reply, oh, yeah, those are my buds. That's who the other burgers are for. This didn't seem to ease Jen's tension about the situation, so I decided to make small talk and ask her about the night. Jen told me she just got off work and was having a glass of wine, then picks up a styrofoam cup and takes a sip. I guess there ain't nothing wrong with having a casual one after a hard day's work. So she's drinking wine in a styrofoam cup in the drive through of McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing this is probably uh, going uh, to influence her decision to let some random guy in the fucking car. <laughs> We continue to make... I mean, you can't tell what a rapist or a murderer looks like. Yeah, or... or They're not or else, crazy yeah. hobo people. They're yeah. normal-looking people, if usually. If you could tell what murderers look like, no one would get murdered. We continue to make small talk, and Jen seems pretty cool. We get our food and pull up next to my buds. They were amazed that the plan worked and stoked to have some burgs and fries. I figured I was batting a thousand with Jen, so I asked her if she would mind giving my sketchy-looking friends home. Her words, not mine, and a ride back to our hotel. At this point, she was cool with me and gladly gave us a ride back. Oh, my God. You (laughs) let three more people in the car. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Jen. Jen's got to be dead by now. (laughs) If you go along through life handling yourself this way, you're going to be dead in like five years. Jen was a certified babe. Ten out of ten. So it's a hot chick. (laughs) Oh, my. What are you doing? And we're a group of rock and roll looking guys, not the type to hang out with the gens of the world. Also, me and the guys were and still in happy relationships, so, though there was no nonsense approach to this ask. For whatever reason, Jen took us up on the offer. She came in for a couple beers. That's so hilarious. Never go to the second location. <laughs> That's textbook. Never go to the second location with people. If you're being abducted, you don't go to the second location. You maybe, take a knife uh, in the throat before you do that. Maybe Jen is just uh, street smart and could size up these guys as uh, just hanging out. She had a few beers, <laughs> like multiple, hung out, and then went on her way. Jen, if you're a fan of the show, thanks for the lift. I don't think Jen's around more mm. anymore, man. <laughs> really appreciate it, and I hope you're well. 
P.S. I wrote in the Bootylicious story a couple months ago. I said I'd send something in about our Metallica listening party day where we attempted to get through the whole discography. I'll give you the short version. We got drunk, made it to St. Anger, and said fuck it and went to karaoke bar instead. Thanks again. Love the show. Love the female bag. Keep it up. See, that, that, that story, somewhere in between, somewhere in between that Metallica story and, and this story. You don't need the bowling alley part, chapter we don't need yeah, to use that in color of how the night uh, i i'm just saying i'm just saying my throat got sore reading that one that's a great story but yeah, yeah you got you gotta edit you gotta edit and maybe i'm being too harsh maybe it's you're just being, me you're being a little harsh you're, you're, just, you're just jealous that they hung out with a 10 out of 10 babe at maybe the i'm just jealous i can't write that well <laughs> <laughs> and let's close it out pop man with a story from big chris if you're not familiar with Big Chris, are you, Pop Man? No. What up, Big Chris? Big Chris is the new Big Toilet, but the positive version. Okay. Uh, Big Toilet uh, has just gotten too questionable for the program. <laughs> I just, I just, A I Big could- Toilet has gotten quite. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I could. I just couldn't edit the shit that he was sending in anymore. I, I couldn't deal with it. Also. He's making really questionable decisions that are somewhat very illegal at times. And I just, I, I, I couldn't take the chance that anyone would be influenced because people started to like him. Like, Big Toilet's cool. I'm like, no, Big Toilet's doing things that'll get you fucking killed. <laughs> I can't encourage this and then have your blood on my hands. But Big Chris, he seems like a solid dude so far, unless we find some bodies in his trunk mm-hmm. or something. You never know. I'm guessing not. No offense to Big Chris. I was going to save this, but Potman is an avid gambler, mm-hmm. so uh, we're going to do it now. Uh, Brooks is a big, big, big Chris. Big, big Chris fan? Huge okay. big Chris fan would make more sense to say. So join us now in Big Chris's Corner. That's what I'm calling all the Big Chris shows. Okay. I haven't, I haven't made it official yet. I'm, I, was trying to, I was thinking like maybe up against the turnbuckle with Big Chris, but for now it's Big Chris's Corner. Mm-hmm. And if you follow, want to follow uh, Big Chris on Insta, it's at Chris Spirito. Oh, there's a fucking, what is it? A fucking helicopter? Helicopter. Going God damn it. It's martial law, baby. They're Man, coming for us. We're going to be fucking dead soon. Jesus Christ. I mean, it, it is, you listen to these stories, Pop, and you can see why martial law would, would be needed at some point. <laughs> Moving on to the Big Chris saga. How I helped stop a casino robbery. Kind of. Oh, wow. This is great. It's Sunday, October 28th, 2012, the night after I got married in Las Vegas. And he's, man, after your own heart, Pop, man. <laughs> Nothing, I can't think anything better you would like to do than if you got married to do it in Las Vegas. Not the golden nugget, man. In it's a sports book. Oh, you're going to see it's, it's in the spot, man. Okay. Or it's in the cut that we like. <laughs> this would be the last night all of our friends would be joining us in Vegas before flying home to Florida while we remained in Vegas for our honeymoon. On this night, we all decided we would all head down to Fremont Street and check out Old Vegas. Well, that's, I mean, you don't got to check out any other parts of Vegas. That's the only part of Vegas that exists in my mind. I have no interest in any other part of Las Mm, Vegas, Pop. No. Unless I had to and it was work or some other reason. Yeah. I I don't think I'll I'll have any need. Strip sucks. To ever go to the Strip. Yeah. As you know from my first story sent over myself... As you know from my first story sent over, myself and the guys in the wedding party planned on dressing up as wrestlers while in Vegas since it was Halloween. Due to my wife forcing me to sell my Shawn Michaels outfit. Oh, sexy boy. <laughs> he, had, he bought a real one. Really? Yeah. 
it's a great story. I decided to be Axl Rose while my buddy Mike dressed as Super Mario. My friend Gary went in drag and wore a wedding dress. My wife bought, brought but didn't like. So this, so his his wife brings a wedding dress to get married in, doesn't like it, and then lets Gary wear it for a costume. That's funny. That's fantastic. Uh, and couldn't return, which he cut up. And my friend Charlie wore a Guy Fox mask like in the movie V for Vendetta. That's great. So she can't return it. She lets him just hack up the wedding dress to wear. After about an hour of gambling and drinking, we found ourselves in front of Binion's Gambling Hall in Fremont. We are very familiar. All of a sudden, we saw a guy haul ass out of the casino with securities chasing him. Security yelled stop. Binion's is like number two, I think, for me. I oh, like yeah, yeah, Binion's nu- is great. On Fremont, like, yeah. I go Nugget and uh, Binion's was maybe yeah, right number two. right across the street. You walk over, you play some blackjack, you get a drink. It's fun. It's fun to walk outside for a second and go That's to a new place. This strip sucks. You're you're in a, you're in a like, a mausoleum all day. It's the Fremont Street. You're outside. Fremont you Street's like around. a giant strip mall that mm-hmm. you never have to leave. <laughs> About an hour of gambling and drinking, we found ourselves in front of Binion's Gambling Hall in Fremont. All of a sudden, we saw a guy haul ass out of the casino with security chasing him. Security yelled, stop. When we were there, we saw a guy got, get arrested in a, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the Golden Nugget. It was fantastic entertainment. Yeah. And that's the best part about Vegas. They don't fuck around. They throw someone on the goddamn ground and send a message to everyone else that you don't, yeah. you don't, you don't fuck up in They'll there, open man. open the door with your head. It's, it's great. It's so funny. <laughs> Without any hesitation, my buddy Mike took off after him like he was, like he just ate the star in Super Mario. Mike is a former two-time high school state wrestling champion. Dude is an athlete. Mike chases the guy into a gift shop, followed by Gary in the drag wedding dress, Charlie in his mask, and myself as Axel. We corner the guy in the store as he tries to run past us. Oh, my God. See, I'm not chasing anyone. Yeah, they might have a, then they get a 22 in the head or something. Right. Probably thinking Mike would be the easiest to get past due to his small size, he made a run at Mike. In the blink of an eye, Mike took him down to the ground and wrapped him up in a pretzel while Gary sat on the guy's legs so he couldn't get up. While my friends are holding the guy down, I took pictures. (laughs) You got to. We thought we caught a casino robber and were about to end up on the news as heroes. I can remember saying, guys, we are heroes, just like (laughs) Ralphie in A Christmas Story imagined his teacher reading his essay about the Red Rider BB gun and having her mind blown and and throwing praise and adoration his way. I imagined the management of Binion's Gambling Hall thanking us by comping us a suite, show tickets, and drinks. That would be nice. Yeah. That's almost worth it if, you know, to take the risk of taking that 22 slug in your dome for fucking ch- a guy, yeah. any guy running away from a fucking casino in in Vegas probably did some bad shit. Yeah. And he ain't worried about your health and safety. <laughs> when security caught up to us, they proceeded to punch the guy while Mike still had him locked in some wrestling move on the ground, then reached into his pockets and took out three or four slot machine cash out slips for something like 15 cents, 30 cents, a quarter. Small amounts of money. They just start punching this guy while he's oh locked up on the ground. See, in Vegas, like they don't, they don't stop to think. The security will just start wailing on you with oh, bare yeah, fists. Yeah, yeah. 
Turns out the casino robber wasn't some Danny Ocean big time thief, but a homeless guy. Oh man, who oh, was walking no. around inside the casino, oh, no. pushing the cash out button to collect any small change he could get that people left due to not wanting to bother cashing out pocket change. Security stood the guy up and said, "This is your last warning. Don't come back again." Apparently, this poor guy had done this before. So the guy turns turns around, uh, having just his ass handed to him by a guy in drag and a Super Mario. And all the while, Axel Rose took pictures while my buddy Charlie decided to get in the action and kick him in the ass, saying, "Yeah, don't come back." Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's not a very good move. You gotta let that hobo go. Yeah. A crowd circled around all this, and some random guy said, that was awesome, I'm buying you guys drinks. Well, hey now. Mm. We celebrated and enjoyed our free drink. Then I started to imagine that poor guy returning to his homeless camp and having to explain that he just got up beaten up by Super Mario for stealing less than a dollar while the biggest, ugliest woman in the world sat on his legs and Axl Rose was taking pictures of it. Big Chris. So, I mean, I always like to make little bits of light judgment, to be fair, they didn't know the guy was homeless. If I knew the guy was homeless in the first, I like to think in the first place, I like to think Big Chris would have let him go. Mm-hmm. He thinks this is a bigger, uh, a bigger takedown. Also, I'm guessing the homeless guy, he didn't get arrested. He didn't get yeah. in trouble. All he did really was get probably punched in the ribs a couple times, yeah, which yeah. probably didn't feel. And he's got a good story out of it. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I got stabbed in the back by some gangbangers. And uh, I don't really, well, I hope they're dead. <laughs> like, but I never, I never prosecuted them or, or filled out reports to the police because I thought the payment for me was the story. Yeah. I just didn't want the hassle of it. And I had a great story. And this guy, maybe you could tell this around the hobo campfire for years to come. And you can't put a price on great stories. That's why we do this show, Pop. Oh, yeah. Pop, man, I want to thank you. Oh, you're welcome. For joining thank me you. once again. It's been a delight. It's lovely to share these with you and all the other daddies. And if you want to send in anything to the P-Mail bag, shoot it over to PowerMovesWithMikeBurns at gmail.com. Again, smash those five stars on Apple Podcasts and show your love for all the great Power Moves programming on Patreon at patreon.com slash PowerMovesWithMikeBurns so I can keep this all happening. Popman, where can they follow you on, on Insta or Twitter if you'd I'm like at that? Instagram, I'm at HeyNerds. And then Twitter, I'm at Jesse Pop. Make sure to check out all Jesse Pop's albums on Spotify. You'll dig them the most. <laughs> Bless you, daddies. <laughs> to some American dudes out making power moves. <laughs>